You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. So is Dylan Brooks coming back next season? <laughs> to the Grizzlies? Or like, to the Fire NBA? that guy off into the sun. You know what the saddest part about all that was? Talked all that shit. After that, he never talked to the media. Talk about a little baby. Asking LeBron. I get it. He, he can't respect LeBron until he drops 40 on him. Series clinching game. They beat him by 40. LeBron doesn't have to score 40. He's going to beat you by 40. I I get the I get the shit talk. I really do. I get it. Especially if you know, like, you're a defensive guy. You're supposed to be a defensive guy, right? Like, look at Draymond. Talks a lot of shit. Look at Steven Adams. He talks shit out on the court. You never know it, but he does. Uh, They're like a lot of those guys. You name it. Time after time, defensive guys who can't score, they're going to talk shit because the only thing they can do is get inside your head and make you miss shots. They can't do anything else. I'll give it to Draymond, though. He'll give credit where credit is due. Nine times out of ten. There's a few times where he has decided to not go up on that podium after he's been given the, uh, a two-piece and a biscuit. But Dylan never Brooks, in the first round. Two-piece and a biscuit? What? Dylan, never Dylan Brooks, in the first round. Sucks. Dylan Brooks sucks ass. Fire that guy off into the sun. It's not worth it. Did that they was... draft that guy? Like, what? Who? Who is Dylan Brooks? Where's he from? I know nothing about him except that he talks uh, a lot of mess, and his attire is garbage. He Not went as to bad Michigan as State. Play. Michigan State was where he's come from. I don't know if he was drafted Tom by the isn't. Grizzlies or not, but things went downhill whenever he came to the league. Dylan Brooks, let's let's give your Wikipedia page a little help here. <laughs> Twenty-seven, old. He played at Oregon. Ah, never mind. Oregon. He was a second-team All-American and earned Conference Player of the Year in twenty seventeen. In the Pac-12, that's okay. Uh, he's Canadian and plays for the Canadian. Men's national team. That's not a good team if he's on it. He was drafted with a 45th pick overall in 17. And has done really nothing since. He has a career high of 36 points in his second year in the league. Against the Thunder, who were awful in 2018. But was he drafted by the Grizzlies? Yes. Okay. He was drafted with the 45th pick overall. Uh, no, excuse me. He was drafted 45th overall by the Houston Rockets, uh, but then was immediately traded to the Grizzlies. So the Rockets knew right away, this is not a guy you want on your team. He did He did score 19 points in his, in his uh, NBA debut. So he started off good, and uh, this is where he is. For a team that had such high hopes. 
As uh, Charles Barkley would put it, he's not the driver of the bus. Okay, like he's not. <laughs> he's riding along with with other guys. <laughs> he's got a field goal percentage of under forty. That's normal. That's average. (laughs) Maybe just slightly below average. Uh, It is 40. It is 42% this season. uh, Mm. NBA average. So that's a good year. He is 30. That would have been right about average uh in 21 22 um so yeah 40 42% this season a good 3% under not looking good for old Dylan Brooks Darren oh Darren Brooks you guys are being hyped on the NBA or not, not saying anything why is the guy who apparently doesn't know ball carrying this NBA conversation uh I, man I'm I doing mean, research Honestly, I just don't want to talk about Dylan Brooks. He's out of the playoffs. That doesn't intrigue me. I, much. I didn't. I don't know if I called it, but I was. Ha- I was like, I would love to see the Lakers bounce Dylan Brooks round one, and that's what happened. Lakers, LeBron and Steph are playing right now. That's what matters. First time they're playing in the playoffs, and it's not the finals. How about that comeback by Steph and the Warriors, and Steph dropping? What the most points in an NBA playoff game? No, most points in a game seven. In a game seven, sorry. Mm. Very impressive, but uh I think we all knew it was coming. Yeah. The Kings shit down their leg in the fourth quarter of that game. <laughs> they really did. They, they didn't did. make they a shot for like the first seven their minutes. Man. Everything was short. <laughs> oh. They were not ready. Hang on. <laughs> they were right there the whole entire time too. Like Mr. Clutch was not clutch at all. The worst series of uh round one, New York and Cleveland. I, I thought Cleveland should have been able to take that. I think it's embarrassing that you have two guys like Darius Garland and uh Donovan Mitchell. And Evan Mobley, a team that is basically led by Jalen Brunson right now. <laughs> and Julius Randle got hurt during the series. Like that's what I'm saying. Well, now with the uh, w- with uh, Milwaukee out, I believe the Knicks have been prior to losing the first game to to Miami had the highest odds to win the NBA championship. Uh, uh, Whoever, I mean, I understand Vegas. Miami's an eight seed, but when it comes to the NBA playoffs, you got you got playoff Jimmy on your team. The Heat have also been to the finals uh, with a very similar team um, not too long ago. The Heat of all the low seeds should be the one that people take seriously. Um, when you, I mean, Jimmy Butler's on that team, bro. <laughs> playoff Jimmy, Jimmy will buckets. eat your fucking heart out. <laughs> Playoff Jimmy is another entity. He's not human when he goes in to the playoffs. This is the Jimmy Butler that was on the Timberwolves, chose all the G League guys off the bench, played with them, gave the starters buckets, immediately left practice, 
went on an interview <laughs> with Rachel Nichols immediately and said, these guys are ass. He's he's everything Paul George wants and should have been. <laughs> I, I love now in 23 that Jeff Teague has come out and, and finally given the story on what exactly happened that day. It's been long enough, so thankfully he's finally come out and done it. Have you guys listened to, to Jeff Teague uh, tell that story? I mean, fuck with Jeff Teague, though. That, that came out a long time ago. Not the full specifics it? of it, but that story came out a long time ago, too. Well, he's he's now released, I think, the full story and the specifics oh. of it. And, and basically, he was just... Jeff his Teague his podcast with him? Uh, it was on a podcast. I don't think it. I you don't think it podcast. was his. I mean, I he's he in the playoffs. So, the what does he have to do right now? Is Jeff Teague? On is he team? still playing? He's still in the league? I don't know. I don't think. Jeff, I don't think Jeff playing. Teague. Jeff Teague is definitely not in the league anymore. I'm surprised Mike Conley's still in the fucking league. Yeah. Golly, <laughs> that guy's old. But anyways, do we think Denver finally makes it to a finals? Not to a finals. Conference no. finals, maybe. It's going to be a tough series against the Suns, but you got, I was say, they, you got Jamal Murray they back just, playing didn't like they crazy. Just, I was just, didn't they just go up 1-0 on them? 1-0. They're up but, 1-0, and they're playing right now. Uh, if the Nuggies can hold off the Suns, I think – They could beat anybody. I think they make the finals. I think they if make he can, the finals. If, if, if Jokic and company can beat KD – they can beat LeBron or Steph. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if they can keep up shooting. I don't. I don't. I don't think they can keep up the shooting with with the Warriors. The Warriors. No, I, I don't think they can. They definitely not can. a devil. Oh, Steph has to play out of his mind the entire series. Steph, for, Steph has to play out of his mind. But Clay Thompson has to show up because he has not shown up that's in these fair. playoffs yet. That's fair. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if push comes to shove, though, he usually does. Push came to shove in Game Seven. He was one for ten in the first half. Yeah, this is not Clay of old. Well, well, I think have a bad night. Yeah. I think a lot of the NBA is streaky when you when you when you get down to the three point shooters. So if you if you bu- I don't know if you bully a team like that, which I think Denver could. It's it's I mean, people get hurt all the time nowadays, so it's like not the it's not the recommended path to take. But I don't know, man. It's, it would it would be nice to see some fresh blood. I think. Now that the pitch. first round's pretty much over, who who do you guys got? Who we we made an early call. I said the Warriors as much as I would have liked the Kings. I'm still going to stick with the Warriors. Who you guys got going to the finals? Oh, I don't even know who I picked last time. I don't know if I picked last time. I I wanted. I know. I remember saying I wanted Philly to come yeah. out of the East, so I'm going to go ahead and pick Philly. I'll, t- you know, I mean, fresh, fresh faces. Philly and Denver. There you go. I like that. Denver. That will be. Uh, I maybe it doesn't do well in the ratings for the NBA, but I'd like it. I'd watch it. <laughs> 
I got Miami coming out of the East. I like I like Jimmy Butler too much. Even with Tyler Hero having a broken hand, I don't okay. care. I like Jimmy too much. Are you aware that Jimmy sprained his ankle at the end of the game? game he's one? fine. I'm just he's fine. Throwing it he, out there. I'm aware. I'm aware. He's fine. <laughs> just making sure you Jimmy know does, the facts. Jimmy doesn't miss games. Okay. In the playoffs. I, I'm going uh, Lakers-Celtics. I want to see Lakers-Sixers, but... The old-time matchup. Nobody cares about the Lakers and the Sixers anymore. That would – I swear to God. It, that would you be say, the highest – You would say – yeah, you would. You say nobody's going to care about that, but that would be – that would get the highest ratings this year. Year 20 LeBron versus the up-and-coming Celtics who are, should be winning the title right now. Up-and-coming. They've been up-and-coming for the last 15 <laughs> years. Knock it off. They've <laughs> gone through a lot of players in 15 years, man. Knock it, knock it off. Dude. They, <laughs> I just, They've been up and coming. I am so tired. They won a title 15 years ago. Jason Tatum's nearly 30. He's been up and coming for the last 10 years. That's how it works in the NBA, man. I've never heard of the bronze in the league for 20 years. You can't be my high school beat at this point. Jason Tatum in the state playoffs. (laughs) He's also not nearly 30. He's 25. Yeah, I was going to say, dude. But 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 that was my point. It's like, He's been well, in it's league. hard to call them up and coming when they were in the finals last year. It yeah. was Boston uh, and Golden State. Up it's and the coming young, as you, in, you don't like, have to say up and coming, they're just the young, the, the young, okay, Boston perennial title title contender. Is that better? Young perennial title contender, just perennial title contender. Who Celtics? What does perennial mean? They're always there. <laughs> They're not. If they get it here this year, <laughs> that's two that's... years in a row. That's not. That's not every year. That's just two <laughs> They're years. getting there, man. They're on the way. That's just two. <laughs> They're an up and coming perennial title contender. <laughs> now we're just adding more words. <laughs> we <We're> just keep <laughs> adding phrase onto phrase. But yeah, the two the two legendary franchises of the Lakers and the Celtics would definitely get the most ratings in an NBA Finals. They would, but it's also the most boring. I if you're bored of man. bored like me in the sense of I'm tired of seeing these these guys there all the time, specifically LeBron, then absolutely this is which is why I picked Philly and Denver. That's ideal for me. Doesn't help out the NBA as well, I don't think. No. But. The NBA storyline overall of year 20 LeBron versus the most storied franchises in NBA history going at it this year. Again. <laughs> yeah. Biggest sell of all time. I don't know about all time, but definitely works for those fan bases of and the, the past, global fan base because the past 10 years, probably. LeBron easily the Lakers get and, their best ratings you know, that they've had in, yeah. in a while. Not just on Twitter either. Like it would actually pull in real viewership that the NBA has been missing for quite a few <laughs> years. Now. They miss it most of the time, but they, they usually get back together in the finals. They get a good finals run in there. Or so often. And 15, 15, 12 to 15 isn't going to cut it when it's a finals game. Regardless if it's a seven game series, it's not going to, that's not going to cut it. You need, you need more, far more than that, especially when it comes to your finals. Most of the main viewers in countries overseas 
don't watch it at the same time we do. So tape delays. They do for the NFL. Hmm. NFL's on midday usually. Finals are always at night. That's another problem, I think, the NFL yeah, why, or the NBA and why they have such a large problem when it comes is um, they prioritize, I think rightly so, because the teams that are really, really good right now are all on the West Coast, but they prioritize instead of putting the West Coast games at a time where East Coasters, people who live on the East Coast, could watch it. They put it at the prime time for West Coast, and so you alienate honestly half of the country when you think about it because you know it's prime time nine you know eight nine o'clock west coast that's still nine ten o'clock central that's even more so for the east coast i think you alienate half the country just because you prioritize west coast time and teams i think that that they don't do themselves justice by by prioritizing it that way you could say that's a fair assessment it is a fair assessment, but at the same time, those games are starting at what four o'clock, five o'clock there. What do you mean? What what what, what else do you want them to do if they're playing no, 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 in a like West Coast a, time frame? No, West Coast. The West Coast games a lot of times will start at like eight or nine o'clock Western, which means that they're not. I dude, there are games that are starting at in Central Time at eight o'clock, while it's seven o'clock. On the on the west coast, which means that it's six o'clock on the west coast, or yeah, six. So then it's also ten on the east coast, which means by the time on the east coast, time zones, man, we only have four of them. Sorry, I said sorry. I said start at nine o'clock central. If it starts at nine o'clock central, then it's seven o'clock western east coast time. It's ten o'clock. If the game last for two and a half hours like it usually does it's just late it's very started started at four o'clock no it don't work in california anyways so you're you're saying start the prime time it's prime time the prime time standalone prime time has like a certain time frame and they play during prime time that's that's i get it but that's also why their views are low is because they alienate because they're the in prime time. Play it. So no. the whole TV network calls it prime time. If you start they, at four because it's prime time for every, viewership. But but here's the thing: is every other sport that this runs it off the of prime time get views. <laughs> every other sport that runs it at prime time runs it off of East Coast prime time, not West Coast prime time. But if you start their game at four o'clock, there's still games going on in the in the whole entire league by the time the game starts anywhere else. I'm just saying why their views are low. I'm not saying how you fix it. I'm just saying they probably have ass games for primetime half the time. Well, from the NBA. It's every game. This guy stays trash in the NBA. The day I, died. I don't appreciate it. That's all right. He doesn't know ball. Well, it seems like the rest of the world doesn't appreciate it either because it has low views. It's all views, on tape delay, man. Views, views. It's all on tape delay. It's all it's all on Twitter. That's where it is. You're That's where you go to Twitter. watch. It's on Twitter. We're all three on the Twitter. show's on Twitter at Bob and Bo Show. <laughs>
for more of this crappy dialogue, follow us. About time zones. Time, dude. I'm sorry. That was a really frustrating conversation to listen to. Uh, I'm glad you stayed in the back and didn't say anything. Bro. <laughs> I'd have confused it even more because I was like, none of you guys are making sense. Let's talk about something important, actually relevant to Chiefs football. Did we get our guy? I think the story's cool. It's a good story. Chiefs take uh, – I'm not going to try and – Lee Summit raised K-State player. Went to Big 12 championship in his senior year. Declares for the draft, goes 31 to his home team while the draft is in his hometown. That's pretty. That's a pretty awesome story. That is a movie. That is a 30 for 30 if I've seen one. Well, neat, neat, uh, neat write up. You could, E60. You could do, yeah, you could maybe, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I like the kid. I like the kid. He's uh, he's got length and speed, and he knows how to bend around the edges, which is what a lot of people were calling for. A lot of Chiefs fans were calling for is somebody who knows how to bend the bend bend around the edge. Something that Frank Clark had not been good at in his time in Kansas City. Um, there's a lot of people that don't like the move. Uh, I think that he's a little raw. Uh, I think he's got a little uh, more finished product in him than Carl Loftus. I gave Carl Loftus a lot of flack last last year when we brought him in, and he developed well. Um, I'd like to see us bring in another vet. There are uh, there there are some big names still out there. Uh, one including Frank Clark, somebody to just bring in like mentorship, something that Frank Clark brought last year that can maybe really help. Uh, help that situation, but I understand if not. I don't know. I um, I've watched a little bit of film on him. I like the kid. Uh, what do you guys think about uh, old Felix from Kansas State? Look, this is not a very in-depth analysis of mine. This is just the state of college football today. A pass rusher coming out of the Big Twelve has to prove himself. I love that he was a round one grade. Um, I love that our organization likes him and was happy to stay at 31 to get him. Um, but when you look at like Nolan Smith, who went to pick before, who was, you know, some were considered a top 10, top 15 talent, Jalen Carter fell to nine. You know, there were different, there were different guys on the D line that fell. There were different wide receivers that fell. Um, we got, we got a pass rusher out of the big 12. And like I said, the state of college football sec is where the extreme competition is. And then uh, whatever conference, the big 10, the, that Ohio state's in, you know, that, that I don't know. The big 12 has certainly fallen off in recent years. Big 12 used to dominate everything. And now, the power is certainly shifted to the SEC. So, pass rusher out of the Big Twelve has to has to prove himself. So, I mean, I I love the story, um, but as a like a as a football fan, it's always it always comes down to I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, Big Twelve guy has to prove himself. Dude has a very high motor. 
And to pair that up with Carlotis over there, you got two guys on the outside with very high motors. You have Chris Jones and Omenihu, hopefully bringing it in, coming up the middle. They could be a very scary pass rush that we have. It does look I like, like Omenihu is, is going to play a lot of the interior line from what it sounds like. Uh, a lot of the insiders are talking about in, inside insiders to the Chiefs are talking about. And they're bringing in that uh, that other defensive tackle, Clay, Clay, uh, Clayburn, who a lot of people on Twitter were raving about. Um, well, I mean, man, I, th- I think we've got some great ability there. Um, uh, we're just going to have to there, keep developing. There's many people who think he's 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 going to jump Derek Nottie on the depth chart pretty quickly. I wouldn't be surprised by that. Uh, I We've talked about it enough. Derek Nottie didn't really produce he was a good gap filler he did okay in stopping the run but we saw that he was getting snaps taken over by colin saunders uh we saw that he was getting his you know then he became injured and then he was getting uh snaps taken by tershawn wharton as well uh, i think they brought him back just strictly for depth and not really to be a playing piece he probably tried his options out at the free agent market and saw that he had nothing. <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's a decent body to have in the room. And if we're, if we're hurting for guys, it's not a bad, it's not a bad roster spot, but for sure. Um, I think this is, this is the best, the best prospects we've had on the D line in a while. You know, we've never had too many talented guys at once on the D line in, in chief's history. And I, I think this might be um, one of the better years, you know, it, it, it hinges, it hinges a lot on that rookies play. If he, if he's a day one contributor, it, that grade is going to be 10 times higher, but I no, like I, it. I, I think just this saw, is... I just saw on Twitter recently as well, though, like there's still a lot of guys that are available but the com- compensatory pick scheduling is about to pass up. So if we sign some of these guys later on, we don't give up a comp pick for that as well. Now, do you think we're going to be able to restructure some guys at this point and get some of those other guys that are out there? Or what do you think we're just going to stick with what we have right now? Money's tight. Money's tight. Um, and we still need to make room to uh, bring in all of our draft picks. Um, we've got a while before we absolutely have to worry about that. Um, uh, I think I saw something earlier that said the chiefs had like almost 90 people under contract. It's typical. We go in with close to 90, anywhere from 92 to 95. When we go into, uh, training or prior to training camp, whatever the OTAs, the voluntary work is. Uh, and then we go from there. Um, I'm not, that's not surprising. And I, I don't know. I don't know if we can bring in, um, a defensive, I, I don't know if we can bring in any more veterans. I would like to, especially a guy like Yanni Kangakwe. I would love to be able to see him yeah. come in and, and play in this system with, uh, Steve Spagnuolo. I think he fits Steve's, um, specific measurements that he likes for his defensive ends, tall, measurements, lanky. Um, fat can be very fast in those multiple moves to get around the edge, but money wise, 
uh, I, I don't think we see anybody else of note come into this Kansas City Chiefs team. Maybe, like I said, maybe Frank Clark, if he's willing to take a little bit, you know, very minimal money. Um, but I think I think we'll see a little break. I think it's June 5th, roughly around there, or excuse me, May 5th, roughly around there. Uh, once the the compensatory picks that you were talking about, Sean passes that that phase, and then after May 5th, uh, we'll start seeing these these guys get uh, get picked up real quickly. How do you guys feel about the wide receiver we took? You don't like it? I, I trust I trust Pat. His yeah. track record right now has only been Clyde, but I I'm I'm going to give him another chance. Like he asked for Sky too last year. Did he? Yeah. Well, I like I said, I think it was very intentional that Quentin Johnston and Zay Flowers were mentioned in the media about working out with Pat down in Texas, but Rice wasn't. And that's the guy we go with. So I tr- I trust Pat. I think it adds a completely different element to our offense. A tall receiver. He's six foot. He's not tall. He's, he's six two, isn't he? He's six. He's six, six foot. I've been lied to. You have been. Mm-hmm. Rasheed Rice is six foot. And well, he is a yard. He's a parent at, at SMU. He is a yak machine. He's that's where he got most of his yards was taking it after the catch. There's a guy who we are going to regret passing up on, trading up and passing up on to let him fall to a rival. Marvin Mims Jr. out of Oklahoma. We we'll screwed see. the pooch. He is the same. They are the same size. And while playing with seven different quarterbacks more than in two years, more than over three years, as a true freshman put up 500, over 500 yards, as a true sophomore put up over 700 yards, as a junior put up over 1,000 yards. In all three years, individually, he averaged more than 20 yards per reception. I am not worried. He is an no. amazing pass blocker. And if, or excuse me, an amazing run blocker and you guys are not worried but nathaniel hackett was a massive blight on that denver broncos franchise last year i think he was a major reason for why uh, russell wilson was as poor as he was not including all the injuries that happened marvin mims will be within their top two receivers this Oh, hot what? take there, buddy. Very hot take. <laughs> he will be, oh, no. he will be one of their top two receivers this year. They bring back they bring back Jerry Judy. Is Cortland Sutton still on the Broncos? Cortland Sutton is still yeah. on the Broncos. <laughs> Anyways, they're all mid, okay? <laughs> it's we're not please. That's I'm not this one. Just because he went to Oklahoma. You may say just because he went to Oklahoma, but his 
he has lived up to it by all film and statistics. In the Big 12, where it's a passing <laughs> offense, it's an air raid league, air raid conference. And has done it against SEC Bro. schools in bowl games. Anyways. <laughs> like it's if, what type of SEC schools? Like the bottom SEC? Even if he has more yards than Jerry Judy this year, like Jerry Judy's already kind of a bust. Like Jerry Judy was picked higher and he went to Alabama. Same Jerry Judy that torched us for three touchdowns in a single game with Drew Locke. I don't know about torched, but uh, I mean, who's who won, who won the game? The game? <laughs> Our defense has never known to be that great. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't even with Drew Locke. It was with Russell Wilson, and he torched McDuffie for three tutties. Who won the Super Bowl last year? Why are you, why are you sitting here trying to defend the Denver Broncos? I'm not defending You've been them. hanging I'm out saying... with Mo too much. <laughs> I'm just upset about the Marvin Mims pick. I would have been much happier with him over Rasheed Rice. Um, I mean, not not proven. You're saying at an Oklahoma school in an air raid offense, yada yada, but then. You know, you're you're putting up, you're sticking up for a guy in Rasheed Rice who went to SMU and played no one of any consequence. No one. They're not an air raid conference. They're not an anything conference. They don't play. And look at the numbers he put up. They're fine. (laughs) Senior year, 96 catches, 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns. I think, I mean, uh, Pat is Pat's the face face of the franchise, bro. I, we're gonna get Pat. the weapons that he wants through the rest of his career here. I I don't disagree with that. I I think that's fine. You go out and you get the guy that that uh, that the quarterback wants, but sometimes sometimes the GM's got to stick up for it. Okay, so since this was Pat's pick this year. If they get this one wrong, he had Sky Moore last year, and he had Clyde the year before. If he gets this one wrong, do they say no? Pat, we don't trust your picks anymore. We're gonna push it back another round. So, like anytime Pat wants a pick, it's always in the third round now. What do you mean, Marvin Uh, Mim? Marvin Mims went like three picks behind Rasheed. Yeah, but Marvin was not Patrick's pick. I'm saying Patrick potentially is going to be zero and three. Sky and Rasheed are second round. Do you think after this wrong, year, they they're like, no, them... no, Pat, we can't have your input anymore. The closest we can go is third round. I think I think if – if I, I get your question now. I think if it flops again, sorry, Pat, you work out and you play and we tell you who you play with. We will are do the Are you considering scout. Sky more a flop? I don't know. I held. I'm holding reservations. I I say zero and three, but I, I've got to use this upcoming year as a, dude. As a honestly, to me, Clyde is a very tentative, like miss. Like he's had games where he has multiple touchdowns with us. He's been a part of runs in the regular season that get us to where we need to be. But you know, I don't think I don't think he's the greatest pick of all time. Like I'm not. I'm not super pro. Clyde here, but it's not. You just lost your job to a seventh round, a seventh round pick, and (laughs) and Jarek McKinnon. Like, dude, you're a flop. You're a you're a flop. 
You don't know. There's no. I think. Uh, I yeah, think. Like he's been. Fine I think it says more moments. about the ability of Isaiah Pacheco than I, how much I, of a flop Clyde. I won't say you're wrong, but at the same time, you didn't only lose your job to a seventh round pick. You also lost your job to Jarek McKinnon, who's been through four different teams, and then you also lost your job to Ronald Jones. Did it was another really sixth or seventh round pick. And they wouldn't even bring off the practice squad until Clyde went out. And then Clyde stayed out because they went ahead and kept Ronald Jones. He was a healthy – Clyde was a healthy scratch for the Super Bowl. You know who wasn't? I, Ronald Jones, who was a healthy true. scratch for 15 games. For most of the year. I, Did Ronald I Jones play in the Super Bowl, that's, though? I think that already spe- Suited up. spells Clyde something didn't. along the lines of a rift between – Clyde and the coaching staff or front office or whatever. But I mean he also wasn't at the parade. So And they're not um, gonna re up his uh or they're not gonna take his fifth year option. Not gonna take his option. Thank yeah. God. Trade Clyde and whatever Nobody, else you need to what value does he have? Yeah, I don't know who's in no, no, trade. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Okay. Trade Clyde and whatever else you need to to the commanders where Eric Bean and me loves him. Get Montez Sweat. Sure, I don't, possible. I don't right. hate it, but if you could do that, I would, I would be so, I, I would be so happy. But there's no value. Nobody sees a value. He's Clyde at this point in time is not even worth a seventh round pick. He's got one year left in his contract. He's injury prone, and when he is on the field in the last two seasons, he has not produced consistently. With a with a litany of health issues, he's not injury even worth the seventh and round pick. otherwise. Because at least with a seventh round pick, you've got four years on a contract that is super cheap. Clyde's not even worth that at the moment. It's almost like a racehorse that is broken its ankle. Like he sprained his ankle enough times that nobody's going <laughs> to pay the money for it. You got to take him out back. You got to take him out. Take him out back. <laughs> And set him free. Nothing. I don't know what you you guys are talking about, but just let him go. Um, go where, Tybo? Anywhere. Not in the so room. <laughs> Maybe the CFL, XFL. Nah, AFL. CFL, AFL. Um. So those are lame leagues. Maybe uh, besides the XFL, and Sean was also lame. Um, to not be able to go to the draft because he lives in lame mass Columbia. Um, but Ty Bob and I went to the draft. It was awesome. Night one. And the drama was electric. It was true, you know, great NFL TV. Um, Roger Goodell is not great on TV, but everything else was cool. Uh, who... In their left mind, expected the Texans to trade to go back to back. No one. We knew Bryce Young was pretty much going to go first. I think that was a foregone conclusion. But to Houston to go two three, uh, one of the best parts about that, that off. They like who whoever they brought in to with D'Amico Ryan's did a fantastic job of just blowing smoke everywhere, throwing the trail off of. Everyone it was a fantastic job by that team. 
And if if you don't know, we put out a vlog firsthand account of the draft. We did put every draft pick in, but also reactions of the crowd for every single pick. That was one of the most electric portions of the night was picks two. And it was a great three. way to start off, you know. Oh, it was amazing. It, it kind of set the whole draft on its head and, you know, players fell and people were getting picked at, at, at weird spots. Um, I'm kind of happy Will Levis didn't get uh, – Quentin Johnson gets taken, doesn't get invited. Will Levis gets invited, doesn't get taken. I think that was a good bow on top. Uh, but the the best part about the the Texans trade up was C.J. Stroud's reaction caught on the big screen. He was in the crowd celebrating, and then sees the Texans trade up, and like I mean, he's he's in complete shock. Everybody in the Texans, you know, section is going crazy. Um, best, I think, the best part of the draft for sure. And because of that, I would have to say, I think, I think the Cardinals have to get an A for the draft. I don't know if you give them an A plus, an A minus. Like they didn't pick great, right? But also they stocked up for next year. And given that Kyler Murray's going to be out for, for basically the entirety of the 2023-2024 season, they could end up with the first and second or potentially the first and second <laughs> overall picks for next year. <laughs> They're just so bad next year. They're gonna. They're already Kyler. Tanking, Kyler's out. Who who are you I, left with at, at, at quarterback? Who, you know, Colt, you. is it Colt McCoy again? Whatever it is. And do we believe that that D'Amico Ryan's will? That get means this? they should really try to deal D Hop though. Like, no, nobody wants him. You can't deal him. You've been no. you don't have for to. A you don't have pick. to take a second rounder for him though. That's the thing. Like you can, but it's also the contract. You can take anything. Like yeah, you could. And it wouldn't be a bad idea, uh, but you also got to take into consideration the contract that goes a- a- along with it. And I think that would be a smart move if you're trying to tank and t- get, you know, at least the number one overall and figure out what you're going to do from there. Because then if you're taking the number one overall and you say, hey, we want Caleb Williams, you could deal off a of Kyler as he's come as he comes back from injury as well or, or into next offseason. I think it's it's a it's a. It's a cool situation, shitty for the next year. Um, but if, you know, Kyler Murray plays, you know, three-fourths as good as his little stretch. I mean, I don't know if it was his rookie year or his second year. But, I mean, he had like 45 touchdowns or something. If he plays if he plays that level, if he plays like that, Kyler Murray, the Cardinals could, you know, be one of the most electric teams a couple of years down the line. night was nuts the the nfl draft 23 was a good time in round one in kansas city um tybo you said you were happy to see will levis fall why because he's a weirdo eats mayo and drinks mayo with his coffee and eats banana peels i think to the only positive attribute that i that i see from people that grade him and analyze his game is you know the arm strength arm strength arm strength arm strength Okay, well, there's a lot of guys that have had great arm strength uh, coming out of the NFL draft that don't amount to anything. And, you know, I don't know who Kentucky plays or even what conference they're in. but SEC. Well, 
look, there's a reason why he fell. I nobody. I don't think. I don't think they believe, and I trust scouts that are paid to scout scout <laughs> at a national Sean, football league level. Sean, I mean, this he, only goes one of two ways, right? You either prove all the haters wrong, or you fall into the depths like Brady Quinn. Like you fall and you turn into Brady Quinn or you were taken much later than you were expected. And it fuels you like Aaron Rodgers. And he's going to go and be mentored by a guy like Ryan Tannehill, who regardless of what you think of his physical abilities on the football field is clearly very smart in the quarterback room. And they in Tennessee clearly don't trust the pick and Malik Willis. Uh, I don't know about don't that, think, man. They're not super confident in, in his, in his ability. There is no reason not, why you take Will Levis. Well, it's the, not, if you're confident. Malik is number two on the depth chart right now in quarterback. Currently. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think no, no shit. It's, it's good young competition for Levis, but they don't, they're not in on Malik Willis. So yeah. What, but if, where do if you think he can prove himself right now? And training camp after being there for a year, prove that he can throw it and run, play a lot better than Will Levis. And with hopefully a little more help, they obviously trade away AJ Brown. So that did not help Malik's case by not having anybody to throw to. But do you do you think that this which way is it gonna go for Will Levis? Do you think this motivates him? And maybe, maybe not Aaron Rodgers, but motivates him to be a, a a good quarterback or does this turn him into Brady Quinn and he's just nothing? I think this motivates him to have an Andy Dalton-esque career. <laughs> you can't hate that. Andy he could went be to a the starter for a little bit, runs. make the playoffs a few times, never win the playoffs, but be a backup for a long time as well. That is a career path I can see for Will Levis right now. It's not awful. I see it very differently. I see it the other way around. He's going to be a journeyman backup that lasts five to six years. We're not going to know Will Levis when we're 40. No, that's that's going to be the most random uh, no, don't give him that. (laughs) Do not give him that. That's my prediction. Not good enough to be a consistent starter, but good enough to help your franchise out when you need it the most. He's not a person nah. that can electrify everybody. <laughs> Don't give him that. He knows how to get the people talking. Not you in know, a good way. I, sometimes Fitzpatrick didn't do it the best way either. I, it was better than coffee and mayonnaise. The, the The interview we heard of him at the draft said that that was just like a little joke. He's He's... Come out and Which said that quite poor, a few times. Poor attempt at a joke. I, I hope that it's actually true that he likes mayo in his coffee and he's just trying to backtrack for, like, I think, I hope he's lying on that. Like, he did an interview with somebody like deep down shortly really after that happened because that did happen a year or two ago. And he, the story was is that he was out to brunch with his girlfriend or whatever and they didn't bring him creamer. So he put, he got dared to put mayo in his coffee. And then he was like, well, it's not bad. I don't drink it. Like regularly, but I do it for jokes. Still, yeah. Well, I hope I still hope he's lying. If that's his type of comedy, I hope he fails. 
Well, it's, ty- it's clearly his type of comedy because then he ate a banana with a peel still on it. And it was nasty looking. Banana's got to have a little bit of brown, bro. It can't be green. But we need to stop giving Will Levis airtime. Um, you think the Arizona Cardinals, you know, came out on top like they should have a draft grade of an A because of the haul that they got. Um, and I, I, I can't disagree with you totally, but from the players that were actually taken by teams, um, I feel like the yeah. Eagles in round one kind of came away. A plus. Dude, it's so annoying, too. They Full draft, A plus. The better teams roster-wise last year, and they they come away with Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. Tommy Roseman, hell of a GM. Deep, like, awesome defensive line already. The Philadelphia Bulldogs, man. From Fletcher Cox. Brandon Graham is going to be helping out Nolan Smith. Then they got another Georgia Bulldog, and I think that what beginning of the fourth round, Keely Ringo. Like, yeah, the Phil- Philadelphia Bulldogs. It's good. Third round, I believe. Still, man, that's that's good. Howie Roseman knows what he's doing. Yeah, pick players from the, one of the best college football defenses of all time. And I don't know. Um, the skill, so the skill players falling. That was a theme of the night on round one Thursday, and the anxiousness from the entire crowd kept growing. I mean, with every single pick as we get into like the mid teens around, you know, starting about 14, you just start hearing chirping around from everyone. Like, Hey, chiefs, chiefs are going to trade up chiefs chiefs. We've got to trade up now. We've got with each pick, it just kept growing and growing until it started with Jalen Carter. Like, Hey, he's um, falling a little bit further than we, yes. we might like. And then, uh, you know, JSN at, at you know, he kept falling. Like the the names just kept coming, and everybody you can hear everybody's conversations. Like, all right, when we when we could trade up, when are the Chiefs coming in? And we felt like Zay Flowers could fall, especially when when Quentin Johnston went way earlier than anybody expected him. And just that, that was, outcry. I think that was just a product of the wide receiver run. It it came at everybody in that section needed a wide receiver. Well, well, yes, but what was he was ta- he was the second or third wide receiver taken? Second, second wide he was, receiver he was taken after JSN. So people had him higher on the board than than ex- anybody expected, including the NFL for not inviting him. I mean, just a just a <laughs> wild transaction throughout the night, and the the buzz and the anxiousness, and then as we saw, Zay Flowers was taken, anger. From everybody in the crowd who was a Chiefs fan, just anger left and and right. That's what the other NFL owners want, though. They want us to be frustrated because they they would have gone out of their way to block a trade if they could. They were not willing to work with the Chiefs. Nobody's going to want to help the Super Bowl champs out when it comes to moving up in the draft. If if there's a slightest hint that the Chiefs are going to like win this trade and get their guy there's no there's no way anybody was wanting to work with us that night i get the sentiment and i realized there were a lot of people talking about that shortly after day one that that people were unwilling to trade with brett veach brett veach did go on 610 uh today and do an interview with carrington harrison and talked about how that is 
false. There were not could, teams that he, were sure. He's going to sure. say that and, for the media. Yeah, maybe. He's going to say that maybe for the media. The but when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, maybe nobody, that's the case. Nobody. We're the bullies now. We are the Patriots. I'm, nobody was going to trade with the Patriots back then. At this, at, maybe, but there were also many factors that went into it. Teams knew we were needing a wide receiver, and it was the teams who were also needing wide receivers in those positions. And, and seeing that they needed one, they were unwilling to trade or asking for too much um, because they've got to feel that they're getting good compensation as well. Just as like when we tried to trade up with the Raiders, um, uh, or tr- excuse me, trade back from 31 with the Raiders, we asked for uh, 30, I, I believe it was 38. And then we asked for, um, I, I want to say it was like a, a really early third rounder. Um, and they were unwilling to do so. And we get to day two after we've already picked and they gave up. Um, you think there was a legitimate chance we had tried to move out of 31, move we, out of the first round? Brett Veach, Brett Veach talked about it. They tried to move out um, with the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders, uh, molded over uh but felt that we asked too much and that's when they were able to come to an agreement with uh, they traded up from from two spots i believe up to 35 or whatever to get their their tight end um michael michael meyer um or mayor however you say it but uh they were able to give up less uh to to move up and grab their tight end for, for what Kansas city was asking to move out of 31. So we did try to move out of 31. Uh, he did also share a story uh, about, you know, Clark Hunt had no idea what we were doing and was asking if, if we we're trading out um, and he was happy either way. Um, so the, the stories that were coming out through the off season of nah. uh, not, of, of not trading nah. out or whatever, Again, it's too much like a story with book. A that was that was that was specifically orchestrated, and there's not a chance Clark Hunt was going to let Brett Beach move out of round one. <laughs> too much of a storybook. I don't know. I, I think there's I think there's some truth in the middle, not necessarily on one side or the other, but there there's definitely some truth in the in the middle of all that. Isn't. Uh... Isn't that pretty much always the case? You never get the full truth. Sean, you've been quiet. Been quiet because I'm ready to talk about the Lions, man. We'll talk about it. Why do you want to talk about the Lions? What kind of draft were they going for there? I don't know. Pick Jameer Gibbs (laughs) with Wells. You could have had Bajan Robinson at six. I. That that was the weirdest pick, probably, but I understand why they need him. Well, they they let Swift in. go. I yeah, but you could have had him at eighteen. You could have had him at eighteen, though. He definitely would have been there. And you pick Jack Campbell, linebacker, who had what a second round grade. He sounds like he should have been playing in the sixties. Yeah, you pick two guys that are Iron first Jack round grades Campbell. at best. I don't understand what they're doing there. They needed a cornerback help a lot more than they needed running back or linebacker help. Uh, I was proud of them. They picked one of my favorite picks of the whole entire draft. And I feel like he landed in the perfect situation in Detroit. Hendon Hooker. 
Ah. Able to sit behind Jared Goff for a year. Did it come or in longer. or longer? Do That's you, okay. Do you feel like, do you really feel confident in Hendon Hooker? Because obviously played well at Tennessee and seems like he's a very smart guy, was able to, to know uh, multiple playbooks at two different schools. The issue is, is he's going to be 27, 20, yeah, 26. 27. 26. No, he's he's 26 currently. He's, he's going to be 27. Right? Wiki had him at 26, and so did the NFL. Do you just have a he's birthday be, or something? Be he's like going to be like, he's gonna be like oh, 27. Dude, he's going to be like Brandon Wheaton. He's going to be 27 this upcoming year, and he's going to be tw- – if he plays his second year in the league, he's going to be 28 by the time that he actually gets to start. So be it, man. How old? How old is Jordan Love going to be this year? <laughs> Jordan Love. Well, yeah, it's yeah. fine. If Jordan Love's going to be a starting quarterback. Hendon Hooker can be a starting quarterback. You know, I mean, the, the Lions for sure think they have like a little plot going. Like they 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 traded Swift to move in Jameer Gibbs. Like they they're confident in what they did. So wrong. let's see how it plays out. I think. Um, you know, I think the uh, ultimate decision to have a quarterback like Hooker that's going to sit for one year kind of makes sense with the whole Jamison Williams suspension and the other suspensions on their team. Um, you know, maybe this year isn't – you stay competitive maybe, but maybe this year probably isn't your year the following year when you develop – Get Jameer Gibbs NFL speed and Hendon Hooker, you know, get him teached up. They're gonna look. I mean, they're gonna look pretty good the following, assuming they keep Amon Ross St. Brown uh, healthy, and assuming they get some cornerback help. But offense is gonna be scary. Can stop getting in trouble. Hey, I fuck with Jeff Okuda though. He's not on the Lions anymore. Where'd he go? Falcons. Damn. Falcons are going to win the NFC South. What the hell are the Falcons doing? Taking Bijan. They're going to win the NFC South. Cordero Patterson, I I, I said it in the vlog, he's going to play tight end, but he, he'll go he'll go to the slot, bro. I'll play they slot. Got, I'll put him got, in the slot. They got Tybob's favorite player, Algier. Algier. I think they got – they have wonderful talent. I'm mad. Kyle Pitts, He's on my Drake London, Cordero Patterson, Bijan, bro. Al Gear. Nobody to throw the ball. <laughs> Whoa, now. Come on. Come on. Nobody to throw the ball. Nobody catch the ball because Kyle Pitts sure ain't doing that. Drake London. They can all catch. Consistently. <laughs> It's it, they got to get them the ball. They, that's their. They're gonna come up with some elaborate new offense, and it's just gonna be all handoffs. It just nobody's gonna. I don't understand the, the thought the process of, of taking Bijan there. For, they'll for they'll the run one flea flicker, and that'll get everybody in the city. <laughs> John is their quarterback. <laughs> no, it's Desmond Ritter. Bro. Oh. It, it's Bijan. Bijan is their starting quarterback. They're going the triple is. option. That was even dumber than what I said. 
It would you probably almost work sound, out almost better sound, for them because Ritter can't almost throw sound either. as dumb as Roger Goodell sounds on the mic. This this dude doesn't even look at his lines before, you know, he's like, I'm just going to read it and wing it and hope I do good because he did not prepare. Maybe he just needs glasses now and doesn't know it. You know who did prepare? J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 the little Jets kid, bro. He was he was a highlight he was awesome. Well. Everybody went nuts when he started. <laughs> it was awesome. We need more kids like that. We <laughs> Grandpa Ty Bob over here. Yeah. It's, we need more kiddos like like him. He was ready. <laughs> His name got called and he was ready. Do you guys then, know why uh, he was up there? Yeah, for the Make-A-Wish. Okay, I just uh, wanted to make sure like we're not skipping over that. I, his wish. I don't remember exactly why. This was his wish. He defeated bone cancer. He defeated okay. bone cancer. That's what it was. Yeah. So that was nothing for him. Yeah. But then the uh, the forced interview that he came up he came back up on stage for a little bit afterwards was just he was so not awkward. Ready. Like he was I not ready. He well, there wasn't anything to say. The questions were bad. Like <laughs> forcing one word answers out of him with dumb right. questions. It was just so bad. It's like don't don't ask him what he thinks about Will McDonald or whoever got taken right there. Like please stop. The city's gonna love you. Awesome. <laughs> Great answer. New York doesn't love anybody. Good job, kid. Get on out of here. <laughs> uh, overall, boys, what would we what would we give the uh, the the Kansas City Chiefs draft uh, grade? How do we feel? I'm gonna give us a B. There weren't any huge names that I wanted that we got, but. I trust the process. I trust Pat Mahomes. I trust Brett Veach. And they don't look too bad. The first three picks and the, the D-tackle don't look bad. I'm happy with you. I'm gonna Wanya go Morris is a cool name. Very cool. I'm going to oh, go gosh. A- minus over here. Uh, wow. Very cool. The history of Veach's drafts. I can't go wrong with it. I don't know many of the guys that he picked. They weren't the guys I was looking at, but this also wasn't the deepest draft in some of the positions that we took as well. So if they find some diamonds in the rough later on, so be it. They got a lot of athletic guys. Their RAS scores were pretty damn high. I don't know if you guys saw any of those, but all of them were high. That was all a good of them theme. Were very high. So good theme for for the draft was the the RAS scores were all high. And the age, uh, except for um, uh, uh, the the defensive end uh, out of Stephen F. Austin, B.J. Uh, Johnson. Yeah, he he's twenty six. The rest of them were all uh, like twenty one. But he's an athletic freak, so a lot of people weren't happy with that pick. Um, I mean, what are you supposed to do with that pick? I I don't know. It's what sixth round. What do you? I don't know. You'd, the only you way I would have given the Chiefs an A is if they would have picked Darnell Washington somehow. <laughs> we could have had him. Uh, tied in from uh, from Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> there was a he fell on a lot of people's boards. There were a lot of people who were not happy or did not think he was as good as as he was built up to be at Georgia. He was picked um, one pick after our pick in like the yeah. third or fourth round. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would. I would give us a. a 
B plus wasn't super enthralled with it. Obviously, like you said, Sean, the, the draft was not deep in the positions that we necessarily needed. Um, I, I really do like the Felix pick at 31 uh, and given the, you know, knowing that it was difficult for us to trade up or down that has to play, play into it. Um, I, I didn't, I'm not a huge fan of the Rasheed rice pick. Um, I, I don't know. I wasn't, a, he's a chief now, so I'm going to back him. I wasn't a big fan of him. Uh, and going in the third round with uh, the tackle from Oklahoma, uh, uh, Wanya Morris. Um, inconsistencies. But I think Andy Heck can do a really good job. We've seen him do a really good job. Um, so um, we'll, we'll have to see how that one turns out. But uh, I've, I've got a few concerns. It's so hard do to trade great drafts, though. Do we think we're gonna have? Do we think we're gonna have any busts? I guess uh, of the top two picks, do we do we think we're gonna have a bust? Do we think there's gonna be any other busts um, for any other teams, like any big time busts? I think Rasheed Rice uh, is the possibility for a bust. If you want to say a second rounder can be a bust, he's if anybody's gonna be a bust, it's gonna be him on for the Chiefs. Any other busts out there? Like for other teams, any any big target bust. I don't think it sucks for the Texans, but I don't think CJ Stroud is uh is gonna be what a franchise I think, needs. I think CJ will have a better career than Bryce. Really? Hmm. I it's something about Carolina, man. His face kind of looks like chipmunk version of Bryce Young. <laughs> Got chubby cheeks. Uh, he he's he's a little small for for what I would like to see in a quarterback. Obviously, you got the likes of Drew Brees, who's done well, right? That's the only comparison you, you can make for smaller quarterbacks. And it's not even about the height. It's the size. The guy is really small in weight. I don't know if he's going to be able to take a hit in the NFL, regardless of how well they protect quarterbacks. And they don't protect quarterbacks well in Carolina. So he's going to have himself a tough time. I think Bryce is going to be a bust. I think Jordan Addison is going to be a bust. Mm. Out of all the wide receivers in the first round, I think he has the best opportunity to be the bust of the pick. Who did he go to? Minnesota? Yeah. I think Zay is going to be a bust. Why? Dave Flowers? Weren't you kind of hot? Weren't you like interested in the prospect of us trading up and taking him i was just reporting on that there were people saying that's what was going to happen i was never super hot on zay his size um and little separation ability uh coming from boston college was the 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 scary bit of it um i i was never super high on zay Uh, i don't believe he should have gone in the first round and there's a reason why a guy like Quentin Johnston out of TCU was picked above him. I think he's going to be a boom. I think he's okay. going to be an average guy. Didn't uh, didn't Quentin Johnston go to the Chargers? Yep. You've just been riding our rivals' dicks this whole show. 
<laughs> it's what all, I do in the offseason. You're all over man. the Broncos nuts. And you ride now... dicks in the offseason. <laughs> all right. I mean, I said it once. You didn't have to go and do that again. I was. Just, I, I, I had a double check. Damn it, Sean. I was in the middle of something. So don't interrupt my next segment. Jonathan, it's Tybo's Jonathan top five. Mingos. Another boom. Another boom. Jonathan Mingo. Rashi Rice will do better than Jonathan Mingo this year. And Marvin Mims. But like I think CJ Stroud's gonna be a little bit of a bust. I'm busting all over the place over here with my top five NFL draft busts. Um, I've done top five Chiefs draft disappointments, um, but these are the biggest busts in uh, NFL history. I'm starting off. They've been pretty good. Uh, I'm starting off hot here with an honorable mention. Um, he's He doesn't make the top five because he's a, he's a 22nd or 21 overall pick. Um, the, my top five are like very very like number one number two picks um but johnny football and the best bus the the best bus in nfl history are always quarterbacks it's the most important position in football everybody everybody's eyes are on the quarterback position so if you get taken extremely high in the draft as a quarterback and you don't live up to the hype you know you you're a bust Oh, more so than other positions. But Johnny Football, so much buzz with him coming out of coming out of college, and I honestly knew he wasn't going to be good. Another small quarterback. I guess he could run a little bit, but you know he's also loud off the field and does a lot of crazy, stupid stuff. So I was never a big fan of him, and I kind of knew he was going to be a bust. Happy he was a bust. Number five, also a Browns guy. The only running back on the list, Trent Richardson. Richardson. Um, kind of broke the Alabama tradition of successful running backs going into the NFL. You know, you got Mark Ingram, you got Derrick Henry, uh, you Najee Harris is decent, like Alabama was known for producing good running backs and them having success in the NFL, but Trent Richardson was not a part of that. Right? Back me up, guys. He, uh, what, he got cut and then uh, I don't even remember where he went after that, but he was bad. I think he went to the Colts. Pretty sure he yeah, traded ended to the up Colts. in the CFL at some point. Yeah, he did. But certainly a bust for a number three pick. Number four on the list, a number two overall pick, I believe made by the Detroit Lions, but Charles Rogers, wide receiver. When you pick a guy at number two, you expect him to be something, and he wasn't. Nobody knows his name. So is he a big, the biggest bust in NFL history? No. Number four, Tim Couch. Tim Couch is also a Browns guy. And I guess to his credit, he did get the Browns to 
playoffs once, but a number two overall pick. And I mean, his last name is Couch, and that's inevitably where he ended up on <laughs> the couch. So number two, named in my famous top five worst quarterbacks in Chargers history, Mr. Ryan Leaf. Also, a number two overall selection. Wanted or deemed to be like the the savior, the redeemer of the Chargers organization, and he did diddly squat. He is very close to being number one on this list. But the only reason he's not number one on this list is because this next quarterback was taken number one overall by the dumpster fire of an organization, the Oakland Raiders, Jamarcus Russell. Widely known as the biggest bust in NFL history. He ended up on the couch faster than Tim Couch, which is why he's number one. Strip club. On the couch in the strip club. That's right. There are couches in strip clubs. But I wouldn't know because I've only been to one. Actually, I sat on a couch there, so I I do know. (laughs) And no, I did not say number four twice. Ma Ja? (laughs) Excuse me? I I obviously need some suggestions for my top five or drafts. Top fives or drafts, let us know. At Bob and Bo Show. At Bob and Bo Show. Keep making sure Tybo has zero votes. That was beautiful. Go check out the vlog. No fucking taste. Go check out the vlog from the NFL draft if you want to see it from a first-hand account. Uh, we'll be coming back uh, with a uh, little bit more NBA talk, some stuff that's going around uh, the interwebs. Um, I'm going on vacation soon, so I'm going to be leaving these two dudes to do it on their own. Sean and I will do it. Bo Show. Us back next week, and as always. As always. As always. Go fuck yourself, San Diego.